So the radio station says, so what do you got? I said, well, what we do is we're going to run the ugliest back fence in Australia contest, and you have to take a photo of your ugly back fence and post it to the radio station's website. Nice. And the ugliest one will win the fence makeover. So they launched the promotion two weeks afterwards, the ugliest fence in Australia contest, post your ugly fence photos up to our website. The fence manufacturer had two years' worth of leads in the first three days. Wow. Hi, this is Joe Polizzi with the Content Marketing Institute, and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on the Productive Insights Podcast. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to ProductiveInsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. This is Ash Roy from the Productive Insights Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed part one of this two-part series with John Dwyer, where John explained how he managed to get Jerry Seinfeld back out of retirement. He talked about why it's important to have a constant stream of qualified leads. He shared his five keys to the new direct response marketing world and lots more. In this second part, he tells you how to create a measurable social media campaign, how he helped a Sunday newspaper increase its profit by millions and you get access to a promo code for his event in September 2016. Now, if you haven't listened to part one of this two-part series, I encourage you to check it out. And if you have, I hope you enjoy listening to the second part, which you can access online on ProductiveInsights.com forward slash John hyphen Dwyer hyphen two. That's J-O-H-N hyphen D-W-Y-E-R hyphen two. As always, if you have any questions, just flick me an email on ash at ProductiveInsights.com and I'll do my best to help you out. This episode is brought to you by the Productive Insights Done For You podcast launch service, which positions you as a leading authority in your market and successfully turns listeners into high-value customers. Book a call with me on callashroy.com to discuss how we can get started with positioning you as an authority in your market. Now, on with the show. Well, that's great. Mate, you've given us a whole lot of valuable information here, which I'm going to revisit. I've been taking notes. I'm going to revisit these in the action section. But let's get you to just share us share a quick story with us on how you helped a business with your unconventional marketing methods. You've talked about quite a few of them already. So do you have like a case study you want to share where you really increase the profitability or sales of a business? Look, mate, no, unfortunately, uh, there's only been the one that's the Greater Building Society. Every other client of mine has failed miserably. So therefore, (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to say that because no expert ever says that. (laughs) Everybody goes, oh, look, there's thousands of them. Let me just think if I can pull one or two out. You know, I just want to say, yeah, everyone's completely and miserably failed and uh, and I've I've essentially ripped everyone off, you know. (laughs) Well, that's that's great. That's a good differentiating... It's, it's a good. I don't think I put too much food on the table if I was to do that. Uh, yeah. And what your role would be as Bert would be okay. Well, thank you, John, for the interview today. That was lovely. <laughs> it was great having you on the show. Absolutely. I'll now be cutting we'll spin- this out in the rest of the interview. <laughs> and now we'll spin the wheel. Um, mate, look. Uh, yeah, look. There's lots and lots of them, of course. But a couple of, I guess, quirky ones would be more interesting for people to hear about. And I'll give you a mixture of online and offline. This one is a uh, a fence manufacturer in Gosford in the Central Coast, uh, New South Wales. And he came on board and um, he committed to the 12-month training program. And because I'm a little bit of a smart aleck, in case you haven't uh, picked that up. I um, have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Ash, the thought bubble above your head is, oh, I thought you were a shy little devil. (laughs) 
And what it is, mate, is that I, I normally uh, take the mickey out of them by saying, because I've done this so many times and, you know, the change in their business can be avalanche style if they join the dots, if they do what they're told to do or what I recommend that they do. And the reason I say boastfully that it can be avalanche is because most business owners are so bad at marketing. I only have to be half as good as I am and they should treat me like a god because the thing is, is that you can go into any offline bricks and mortar business today and they don't care who you are. And I know that that disappoints you, Ash, but they don't give a rats about you. And they prove that because guess what? They will never ask anything about you. Hmm. And you can go to a restaurant. If I asked anyone listening to this now, have they been to a restaurant in the last 12 months or two years, were ever asked for their contact details? The answer most of the time will be no. You can go into Baker's Delight retail store today. They don't care who you are. They won't ask who you are. I would sack the McDonald's marketing manager today in a heartbeat if I ran McDonald's because guess why? They've got 1.7 million people in Australian McDonald's restaurants today and they have no clue who any one of them are. Right. This is cardinal sin stuff. This is like 101 marketing. This is the state of origin rugby league match between two states. Had 62,000 people in Sydney watch that game at the stadium two weeks ago. Uh, or three weeks or whatever it was, months ago, whatever it was, they have no clue who they were. The ticketing agency does, but the sporting code doesn't. See, because they're still thinking mass marketing. They're still thinking, you know, let's promote our brand and just shovel it into the ether and hope as many people as possible can see it instead of thinking guerrilla marketing, which is where marketing has moved to, and mass customized marketing. So, you know, with email, with retargeting, with all these various bits of technology that are available today, you can mass market to individuals and customize every message to the individual and you're leaving money on the table when you're not doing that. Absolutely, mate. And and you see Facebook advertising, as you would appreciate, of course, more than anyone, is the most laser-targeted form of marketing the world has ever seen. Okay, so you can say, look, I want, you know, women on the Gold Coast who have only interested in tennis, 92,000, well, any women with only play left-handed tennis, and your ads will be played just in front of them, which is marvellous. But that same thing, because I'm, you know, not 23 and I've come from the offline world, but obviously I have to be very savvy with the online world as well with what I do. The benefit I think that people get when they're in my environment, and hopefully people are listening even to this, is that they get a mix of old world and new world mm-hmm. um, because the, the point is is that I say to people, look, if you look upon my advice to your business being a bit like heart surgery, and I know this suits me because I'm not young anymore, but by the same token, I think it's the truth. If I was going to give you heart surgery or you're going to get heart surgery, would you want it from someone, my village, who's done a 1,000 heart surgeries or would you like the 24-year-old uh, graduate out of medical school, uni, who says, look, I've never done one of these before, uh, but I'm going to give it a good try? <laughs> And so, therefore, I think the benefit, I know it's talking me up, but the benefit that people get from my environment is that they get the old world marketing direct response philosophy, mm. but they also get of how to execute that in the online world. So I think social media, for example, is crap, okay? Mm. Now, I know that's just shocked a few people. I don't think that it needs to be crap. It can be very, very good, but most people don't know how to do it because they've got these youngsters out there telling them, oh, look, it's just like the Castle movie. It's the vibe. It's just the vibe. You've got to have your name out there. You've just got to get your name out there, and, you know, that's really, really good. And there won't be any measurability to it. We just want you to pee money up against the wall as often as you possibly can. And at the end of the month, just satisfy yourself when there's no food on the table by saying, oh, we built our brand, right? 
<laughs> you feed yourself with likes and tweets. You, oh, yeah, that's done. <laughs> so, so the thing is, is that I say to people, it can be measurable. If you do it properly, you can use social media as a sales juggernaut like you've never seen before. Just do what Sprinkles Cupcakes does in America. And they go, what's that? I said, look up their case history on Google. Sprinkles Cupcakes a few years ago decided that at 5 a.m. every morning, they would post a whisper word. And if you were one of the first 50, like BS, but if you were one of the first 50 to rush into their Sprinkles Cupcake store that morning, and they're all around America, and whisper today's word, let's say today's word was sunshine, you go sunshine, you get a free cupcake. But 70, talk about lead generation, 72% of people bought a bagel, a coffee, and a drink or more cupcakes. Right. So it's one of the most stunning social media phenomena that has ever been out there, and every business should do it. And it doesn't matter whether you're online or whether you're offline. What you need to do is turn your social media crap into very clever marketing that's measurable, and it can be done. I teach people how to do that. I say to them, look, for goodness sake, I don't give a crap what you had for breakfast. I know that it might be meaningful to you. And if you went to France and you put your hand up like as if you were holding the Eiffel Tower, well, oh, how creative, get over it, right? What I teach them is how to actually turn that rubbish social media into measurable return on investment social media, and no one else does it. I'm telling you, I've met all these social media so-called consultants, and they just continue to tell people to get their name out there. You know. So how do you create measurable social media? Okay, so what you do is you make sure that you drive your traffic back to a free webinar Mm-hmm. or to a free report, as we said before, but I happen to favour webinars and we're seeing one in action right now. Call it podcast, webinar, call it what you like, but it's the same sort of thing, right? And you give them a compelling reason to not only register, but of course, you know, to go because we all know what the webinar statistics are like. If you have a 100 people register for your webinar, you'd be lucky if you get 50 turn up because soccer training or life gets in the way, okay, parent-teacher night. So you give them an extraordinary reason to come to whatever that is that you're holding, whether it's an event, whether it's a webinar, whether it's a podcast, or whether it's a free report. And I think that that is the real linchpin because when I look at online businesses, we have lots of them. Unfortunately, because they're listening, this is sounding really anti-Gen Y now, I'm Probably anyone who's under 30 is going to hate me. But because they're listening to consultants that, who are all in that age group who have not had a lot of life stroke business experience, they're just learning from, if you like, the Uber crowd of what's been hot in the last two or three years. They're not taking what I provide them, which the is, which is ex- historically you know, 20, 30 years worth of genuine ROI-based marketing tactics or direct remarketing tactics and just morphing them into the online world. Because let's face it, it's just another media for God's sake. I mean, it's everyone makes it out to be white man's witch doctor magic, but for God's sake, it's just another media. Yeah. So what I do is all the things that we used to only do offline, I dump on. So I was in a, a conference in Phoenix and guess what? Anthony Robbins was at it. And excuse me, can I just drop another name? Jerry Seinfeld, Anthony Robbins, gone. <laughs> But I was really blessed to be there. It's a it's a conference in Phoenix. It's called the Genius Network. It's Joe Polish's thing. And uh, I signed up for it. And you do meet quite a few interesting people. And there was a whole bunch of guys there talking about the value of having your own book and launching it because it gives you a trusted authority status and it combats skepticism and you're the Steve Irwin of the industry, da, 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 all the stuff that we've all heard before. And then they went on to say how they you know launched the book by giving away a, a free chapter, like a Frank Kern thing or you know Ryan Dice, whatever. 
And they were giving some numbers. Now, we're talking about a business in America that had, you know, has 300 million people. And I put my little Aussie hand up and said, oh, look, I, I do a bit differently whenever I'm launching a book or something. And I go, what do you mean? I said, well, I match the offline world with the online world because um, I've got sort of skills in both areas. And um, uh, let me tell you how I do it. I, I can be on the front page of the Sunday Telegraph or the Sunday Mail in Brisbane or any one of the Sunday papers in the capital city in Australia, reaching 500,000 people in each city because that's their sales. Okay, well, near enough. Because newspapers, despite what you might think, aren't dead. And I know anyone in the room that it's under 30 probably never seen a newspaper, but they're still <laughs> not dead, right? Yeah. And what we do is I give them the first chapter of my book, okay? And uh, I had a client who's an eBay expert. They promote, you know, they show people how to make money on eBay. So what we do is we go into the Sunday newspaper who are struggling, you know, to maintain circulation just with news because who gets news out of newspapers anymore? They're looking for the Happy Meal toy themselves. And so I deliver them a miracle. I say, look, I'm going to give you the first chapter or two of this unbelievable how to make money out of eBay, eBay magic. And uh, all that happens is that when they buy the paper, they go to one of the pages in there, they actually get the code, they download that code online and they get the first three chapters. And I said, that becomes a best-selling book because guess why? When you get the first two chapters, you've got to get the rest. It's like the taste testing of the calamari outside the fish shop. Mm. You've got to get the rest of the book. And, of course, mm. the rest of the book's available for twenty nine ninety five or whatever it might be, with special deal with the paper. I said, we get a bestseller within 48 hours. Wow. You should have seen the face of these people because they, they saw that what we've done is combined offline. Because I, I used to have the rugby league trading card business in Australia, so I took over from Scandalous Bubblegum in the 90s, and they were doing $2 million turnover by just selling rugby league Mal Meninga, you know, football cards with the bubble gum. When I got it, because I couldn't give a crap about, you know, the bubble gum, I took the bubble gum out because really it was too hard to make. And I just increased the value of the cards by putting a little gold edge around them. And every now and again, they'd get a card, which was one of those motion cards where if they flicked it a certain way, they'd see Mal Meninga. We call it the Kodak motion card and they could see Mal scoring a try. Well, of course, that was a jackpot. If they got that one out of every 20 packs, well, yeah, they were a hero in the school playground, which was the yes. stock exchange. I just went into News Limited and I said to Rupert Murdoch's people, listen, I'll give you two million cards to drop out of your Sydney and Brisbane newspapers next Sunday. That'll cost me a cent each. They don't know that. That's 20 grand. But that two million cards is really worth, you know, X million dollars to you if you had to buy my package of football cards. You're going to sell more papers. I get taste testing. So guess what? They give me $500,000 worth of TV advertising across two states to say buy the Sunday Telegraph or the Sunday Mail this Sunday because you're going to get the free two football cards. They then put on the front page, if Elvis is not found, get your free footy cards in today's paper. Every news agency right across the east coast of Australia has a sign outside the news agency, get free footy cards in today's paper. We took the football cards from 2 to $12 million in one season because Rupert Murdoch gave me massive free publicity. I never paid for a cent. Wow. Wow, that's a that's pretty smart. Well, and look, the reason I'm the inflection of my voice is I'm, you know, doing is because it's available to everyone. All of this stuff's out there available to everyone. But what they've got to do is get their mindset away from offline, online. Combine the two. Yes, hybrid of the two. Okay, great point. Well, here's an idea. You were telling me before we had this podcast about your event on the 9th of September. So maybe we can have a whisper word equivalent and we can create some kind of a thing where if they've heard it on this podcast, they can sign up for the event. Mate, I love your segue. I just love the way that you subtly just put that whole cell thing in there. That's lovely. <laughs> yes, mate, look, I, uh, I do seminars uh, here in Australia. This won't be of any value to anyone overseas, although they can watch my webinars if they go to the website. But um, 
yeah, I have one in Sydney on Friday, the 9th of September at the Bright uh, Novotel um, Hotel near the airport in Sydney. And uh, if anyone would like to, do you mind if I give the URL? Is that all right? Ed? No, please go for it, man. The listeners are getting a, a, a discount here. Well, absolutely. In fact, a very good discount because they're getting free. So it's normally $97 a ticket. And uh, I'm happy to give any of your listeners a free ticket. So therefore, they don't have to pay the $97. If they just go to the registration website for this seminar, it's called Explode Your Sales. And um, you will get uh, a little bit of marketing advice, but a lot of bad dad jokes um, throughout the day. So I just have to warn that. Too. It goes from nine through to five, so it's a full day, and you get me giving you this plus a gazillion more case studies. And, uh, yeah, just go to explodeyoursales.com.au, explodeyoursales.com.au, and all you need to do to get the free ticket is use a promo code, and that promo code is very simple, WOW promo, W-O-W promo. Wow promo. And if you use that, you can get a free ticket. And if you have any other business colleagues or friends that you think could benefit from this direct marketing philosophy, then please invite them to do the same thing. Awesome. Well, there you go. You just got $97 worth of value, people, in Sydney. And uh, unfortunately, I can't offer this to our American listeners, but I'm sure something will present itself down the track. Um, Ash, look, idiot me, uh, moron me, didn't give you that case study. I rambled on about what people can do with media and so forth and, and sprinkles, but that case study in Gosford, New South Wales, mate, it was a fence contractor with aluminium fencing and he wanted to target homes that had old paling fences. And look, even before he fell into my world, he actually had the good smarts to go and put letterbox brochures out in the older suburbs. But nonetheless, there's only a small number of houses in each street that had fences were falling over. There's still a lot of 20-year-old, 30-year-old paling fences, which have been well looked after. So he said, look, I'm just wasting money with brochure after brochure into old houses that have still got a good fence. And I can't see if they've got a bad fence because, you know, you can't oh, see yeah. Above the, yeah, the back of the house. Yeah, yeah. I said, okay, well, look, you've just paid to become part of my program and you've committed yourselves to a 12-month training process. Would you like me to be a really, really good MacGyver-style wizard and fix this for you like right away? So that way I've got a great case study. I can show off about it, but you have just hit the ground running with probably getting a thousand times your investment in me back overnight. And of course, who could say no to a big build-up like that? He said, yeah, 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 what is it? <laughs> and of course, you know, once I make that sort of statement, I'm worried, you know what, because shivers, if the idea isn't good, I've just built this crescendo up for no reason. So I said to him, look, we'll go to the local radio station, which we did, 2GO Radio, and we gave them a fence makeover as a prize, which would be worth about four or $5,000. But to this guy, obviously, nothing like that because he's yeah. a fence um, expert. And keeping on, what he does is takes out the old crappy wooden paling fences and puts in the new aluminium one, okay? Mm-hmm. So the radio station says, so what do you got? I said, well, what we do is we're going to run the ugliest back fence in Australia contest. And you have to take a photo of your ugly back fence and post it to the radio station's website. Nice. And the ugliest one will win the fence makeover. So they launched the promotion two weeks afterwards, the ugliest fence in Australia contest, post your ugly fence photos up to our website. The fence manufacturer had two years' worth of leads in the first three days. Wow. Not bad. Not bad at all. And we do the same over and over again for kitchen renovators. We're ugliest kitchen in Australia with um, the local newspaper, with the local radio station, uh, or online, by the way. I'm just giving you a case study in Gosford that actually was offline, uh, yeah. but it was online in the sense that they had to post their photo. But you can do this sort of thing over and over and over again, offline and online, 
And it's a matter of message to market match. What you want to do is have the right message to the right market so that you actually minimize any wastage. Okay. And by the way, if you're listening and you want to go to that website, explodeyoursales.com.au, I will have a link in the show notes of this episode. And the URL for this episode will be productiveinsights.com forward slash John hyphen Dwyer. That's J-O-H-N hyphen D-W-Y-E-R. Okay. So, John, let's talk about the biggest challenges you've seen people face when it comes to implementing your principles and, you know, really generating leads and what's worked best in overcoming them. Uh, yeah, my mindset, there's no question. And look, I've been to, I'm sure you have uh, lots of the Anthony Robbins style events and, you know, you can be sarcastic and go, oh, look, it's a bit woo-woo uh, and all of that. But I have to say that mindset is the start and the finish. You've got to have the right mindset. And if you can't afford to have coaches in that regard, and I know that, you know, many people can't, then I believe that at the very least you should have a management by objectives mindset. And there was a course that Woolworths put me through when I was the national marketing guy for them, and I hated every second of it because it was a six-week, very intensive course, but it was called MBO, Management by Objectives. Oh, yes, yes. And all it was was deadline ethic. That's what they all got their fancy names for these courses. But basically this was, look, wake up yourself, give yourself a deadline. And that deadline can't be at the end of the week or the end of the month. It's got to be Friday, five o'clock, okay? And if you don't make it, then on Thursday, just give yourself a new deadline, but actually draw a line in that sand. Say that you're going to get stuff done by that date. And um, I know that you would work to this uh, philosophy, Ash, because you're pretty well disciplined, I know, and I certainly do. I've got my job list in front of me every day and just mark off the ones that you can get through. And then you think, oh, damn it, (laughs) I didn't get through as many as I thought I would. But it's by at least doing that that stuff happens because what disappoints me is people do come onto my program. And I must say, those that join the dots and do what they're told to do can get extraordinary, like crazy nuts results, right? Sometimes tenfolding their income. But what really frustrates me is people pay me, the so-called expert, and then they still sit on their hands. Yes. And it doesn't matter what I give them in terms of, you know, giving putting adrenaline into their business. It's like if you go to the gym and you don't lift the weights, you're not going to get muscly. That's it. Yes, I completely agree. And as a service provider or, or as a coach of sorts, that's very frustrating, isn't it? Because when someone's paid you money, you have this obligation in your mind that, you know, you want to deliver the value because they've paid you for it. And you've allocated your time and your resources to actually deliver that value. But if they are not pulling their weight, then it just puts everything into this uncomfortable stalemate situation. And particularly if you've invested your time and resources in getting them 20% or 30% of the way there, it's not even a case where you can just say, here you go, you know, have a refund and walk away because that actually leaves you out of pocket. So I I totally agree with you. That's a very difficult thing. And one way I am learning to filter these people out is just have some kind of a a little test and a little check for a fit before I take them on. And, you know, if they don't appear to be people who are likely to meet deadlines, they might not show up for our conversation on time or whatever. You know, I just say, thanks very much. I'm not the right guy for you. And I'll, you know, refer them to somebody else who I think can help them better than I can. Well, if they annoy me, what I normally do is actually put a classified ad either online or offline uh, promoting the brand new iPhone 7 uh, (laughs) for just $39 and put their mobile number. (laughs) That's uh, okay, that's, that's normally just nasty. Yeah, it's just normally the way to get back at them for wasting my time. You know, you know, I did that. I did that. Ash when I was in year twelve at school many thousands of years ago. I went to a Catholic school in Bankstown called uh, Benild. 
and oh, yeah. Vanilla Bankstown was a De La Salle school, right? And uh, I had long hair, as we all did back in those days, and the principal, brother Quinton, uh, so a Catholic brother, said to me, get a haircut. Well, of course, I'd get half an inch off, and then he'd send me off again and get half an inch. And my parents were saying, get a haircut, the usual thing, right? And um, and so, therefore, I had to get it reasonably short. Well, I didn't like that at all, did I? I mean, I was, you know, I was really upset about it. And uh, so, therefore, I put an ad in the Daily Telegraph classifieds. There was no online world then. And basically, uh, colour TVs had just come out. So, the colour TVs, like every new technology, it was like $1,000 for a colour TV. I put them in for $99 and put the school's fund <laughs> number <laughs> and, and at morning tea that day you could hear the uh, the uh, speaker of the you know school going well john dwyer please come to the principal's <laughs> office <laughs> of course I denied, I denied everything but whilst i was in there the poor secretary he's going it was you wasn't it brother i don't know what you're talking about and uh the, the, the secretary's going nuts it's going brr, brr. she's going no we don't sell color tvs we're a catholic school brr, brr. no we don't sell color tvs <laughs> mate i wouldn't have wanted to be your parent that would have been a quite a challenge Yes, yes, I think they, they did have a job. Well, we they had two. Uh, I had two brothers, and my two brothers are normal, so at least they got two. <laughs> <laughs> two brothers are normal. I love it. Okay, action section, my favorite bit. So let's do a quick wrap up. First of all, before we go into the action section, just a reminder if you are around in Sydney on the 9th of September, head over to explodiosales.com.au and use the coupon WOW promo to get a $97 discount essentially get in for free to this one day event that john's running and, and ash can i just mention there will be other dates and cities on there as well so if you are elsewhere i know for example oh, I'm cool. on, yeah i'm on the gold coast on the week before so friday the 2nd of september i'm on the gold coast this is a one day event where it's not me introducing a whole bunch of other speakers which a lot of people think oh am i going to go there and go for a sell fest so it's no, not a pitch not, fest okay good no, it's not it's not there will be at the end of it because obviously i don't make money out of 97 dollars for god's sake yeah. i had 200 people in the room i'm not going to get rich out of that by the time you pay for the room but what we do is that we showcase what you've just had a snapshot of today with lots and lots more case studies we bring people up for hot seats and we pick on their website and do everything else it's a really fun day uh we get nine out of ten normally for we get obviously a form at the end of it we, you know, we basically get them to rate the day and i know this sounds like i'm showing off but everyone says it's the best and most enjoyable and full of content seminar they've ever been to and all that i do at the end of it so that if anyone's coming and they think oh no we're going to be bloody tied up and forced to buy it. No, not at all. I'll just simply say, look, if anyone wants to take this further and they'd like to become part of our environment, this is the cost. If you don't, then basically we'll lock the door and not let you out until you do. <laughs> no, no <laughs> we don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> I might actually even try and make my way there. I'm supposed to be speaking at Macquarie Bank sometime in September, so I've got to go and check whether it's that day, but I definitely want to, I intend to make an appearance. So, okay, action steps. This is John Dwyer's five-step wow formula first identify your customer identify your profitable customer second get their eyes off the price using the wow factor third use a problem solution scenario for your tagline fourth fix your website that means have a clear benefit headline or a problem solution scenario headline uh, have a welcome video have a proper data capture facility Talk about the three biggest benefits on your website, not the 15, not the 25, just three. Uh, have video testimonials. And, John, you're going to have to help me out with the fifth one. Yeah, mate, look, I don't think we got to it. But it's a really easy one, and that is a repetitive trade. Just uh, stimulate repetitive trade. And the best way to do that, of course, is by having some form of uh, reward. 
or lordy system. And um, if I asked you, Ash, let's just say you own a, let's say a hair salon, okay? And if I said to you... Yes, I do often go to the hair, hairdressers. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Um, <laughs> but let's just say, if I said to you, uh, Ash, look, uh, do you reckon if you put a 10% uh, discount sign outside your store, you have women bashing the door down? The answer is no. Yeah. Because Groupon and Scoopon and all those are out there these days, uh, you know, giving 50%. So why would a 10% sale it work for anyone? Yeah. And so therefore I go, okay, well, would you be prepared to give me that 10%? Uh, not, not me, literally, but would you be prepared to give up that same 10% yeah. if you could double your business? And everyone says yes. I said, well, okay, let me show you how to do it. If I was a hairdressing salon, I wouldn't ever have 10% off. I would run a promotion that would only cost me that. And I reckon I'd probably double or triple my sales pretty quickly because what would happen is that I would say, look, for every $50 that Mrs. Smith spends with me, I'm going to give her a theatre point, a cinema point or a movie point, okay? And then when she collects six movie points, which is six times $50, she spent $300 on hair salon, she gets two tickets to the cinema and tickets being $15 each, that's $30. What is $30 as a percentage of the 300? 10%. 10%. And nice. I know exactly which one's going to work best. And uh, and obviously, you have to give away. Some people say to me, oh, what about giving away one ticket? You moron. What, would you give away a shoe? <laughs> you, can't give away one movie. you can't give away one movie ticket unless they're really boring and they've got no friends. So the whole idea is, is that you create a, a wow factor, but you actually make sure that it's stimulating repetitive trade. And that is a wow factor that stimulates repetitive trade. Now, getting a free holiday with a home loan, how many home loans are we going to get this week? So it's a bit difficult in that instance. You get a free trip to Fiji when you swap your home loan. That's different. But in most other instances, try and actually create a reward loyalty program. It doesn't have to be very difficult to manage. You don't have to go, you know, putting in an unbelievable CRM package. If you're dealing with the world, maybe, but if you're in a little hair salon, that is the easiest thing to do. Just give them an incentive. When she's got three points, by the way, she ain't going anywhere else to get her hair done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other way, I believe, uh, I mean, I call it recurring income, and my friend James Shramko is a big proponent of this. But the other way to do it also is not necessarily through loyalty discounts or loyalty offers. You can just think about aspects of your business that you can that lend themselves to recurring income. Now, the best way probably to explain it is with my business. So I have a podcast launch service that I offer to people to, you know, get their podcast just like this one up and running off the ground. And that's a fairly chunky investment up front. But then I thought about how to build a recurring business around it. And the back end of it is, you know, when people have their podcast up and launched, if they want to publish their episodes on an ongoing basis, they can outsource the publishing element to me. And that is a nice recurring income element. So you can think about aspects of your business that have a repetitive element to it to, you know, use the repetitive trade idea. And Ask yourself, well, can I turn that into an ongoing service? And banks love this. When when you have steady, predictable income, the banks will value a business a lot higher. I did a Facebook Live video about this yesterday, actually. Absolutely. So. That's, and, and I'm not sure how much of your audience would be in the sector that you and I are in, which is the advisory sector. Uh, would you suggest there's a good chunk of your audience in that sector? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's excellent advice for them. No question about that. What I try and do, because my audience is mixed, and so therefore I will have online people in the audience. I will have, and don't the web designers love it when I say the last person you ever want to go to to design a website is a web designer. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) I've got to pacify them and stop them from throwing those star knives at me. But that's the truth. The fact is, is that web designers were, you know, basically artists yesterday. It's now they've just got black t-shirts, a ponytail, and Doc Martens. So that, you know, they're a website designer now. And what they will do is give you a pretty website. But if you ask any artist, they have a clue when it comes to how to make sales, like you know, to understand marketing. Most of them don't. 
And so, therefore, I'll have online people in the room. I'll have offline people in the room, which, you know, might be a plumber and electrician and builder and taxi driver. But then I'll have some in the room that do both. Hmm. So what I've got to do is that I've got to temper my advice so that I can advise to people in the advisory business exactly what you just said. Don't sell consultancy because that's time for money and there's only so many hours in a day. You've got to actually scale your business by doing what you and I do. But then I've got to understand that in that room, and I guess I'm talking up the Friday 9th of September event in Sydney, but the good thing about my event is that it's not just online-centric or it's not just offline-centric. There is like a gazillion ideas in there that cover both offline and online, and then a gazillion ideas in there that will show you that you can do both. Mm, Cool. Okay, John, books that have wowed you. Yeah, look, one by a guy called John DeWire called (laughs) How to to Wow. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I, I books, make, b- books that have wowed you that are not by John Dwyer. <laughs> yeah, it's just I even make myself sick, you know. <laughs> Look, it won't come as a surprise that the Purple Cow would be up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Seth Godin uh, sings from the same hymn book as I do, and, and that is a really easy read. And I'm guessing that most of the people that are on this call probably have either heard of it or have, have bought it. The other one that I thought was good was Al Reese, and uh, I don't know whether you've come across it. It's called uh, Positioning the Battle for Your Mind. Have you come across that at all? No. This guy's good, name is Al Reese, R-I-E-S. So I guess us Australians would say rise, R-I-E-S, Al Rise, and it's called yeah. Positioning the Battle for Your Mind. And um, basically his subline on his book is uh, How to Be Seen and Heard in the Overcrowded Marketplace. Nice. And he wrote it with a co-wrote it with another guy called Jack Trout, T-R-O-U-T, Jack Trout and Al Reese, R-I-E-S. Just a really, really good book because, um, and again, I guess I navigate to these sorts of things because they do preach the purple cow stuff, the wow factor stuff. They are highlighting that despite the fact that we can look like a conglomerate and only run our business from the front bedroom these days, courtesy of you know the online world, the fact is, is that we are now subjected to more messages every day than any time in history. And yes. depending upon what expert you talk to, it's 3,000 messages a day or 4,000, radio, TV, online, billboard, backs of taxis, sides of buses, it goes on and on and on. And if you want to stand out, then you need to make sure you know how to position yourself and win the battle for your mind. And that book is called Positioning the Battle for Your Mind. Wow, sounds really interesting. I'll definitely include those in the show notes too. Now, I know you haven't mentioned this before, so how do listeners find out more about you? And is there anything else you'd like to say before we say goodbye? Uh, Any URLs they should go to? Uh, yeah, mate, look, the, the best thing for them to do would be to go to my website, which is theinstituteofwow.com. A lot of people make the mistake and just put institute. So it's theinstituteofwow.com. And that's and without you, the AU on the end. It's no AU, mate, because we're a global, massive conglomerate, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad my wife's not within earshot. <laughs> she would be sick. Yeah, so if you just go to the website, you'll see it's bigger than Google. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there. It's a very, very big uh, website and lots of case studies that you can just swipe ideas from and take them with my blessing. That's what they're there for. You see, the thing is, people like you and I, Ash, recognize that the best way for us to attract prospects is to give, 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 give before we ask. Correct. And of course, that mantra should be out there for everyone in the advisory world in particular. And so therefore, yeah, you'll see on my website, there's lots of stuff you can swipe. And you'll see that there's a product page. So if you just go up the top and press products, and you'll see a whole bunch of products there. My main most popular program is the coaching program where I actually have what we're doing now, a couple of Skype calls with the clients, no matter where they are in the world. I had one uh, earlier today with 
a company called Waterproof Pictures, which is in Los Angeles. And they're a video production company in Los Angeles. They don't have to be here. I just do my coaching over Skype. Um, I'm on the call with them this morning. They'll have their marketing report within 10 days. So what happens when people come into my world, we have a Skype call after they've filled in a questionnaire so I get to know their business and I look up their websites and their competitors' websites so that when we have the Skype call, basically we can hit the ground running. And then within 10 days from that Skype call, they get a very comprehensive 10, 15, 20, 30-page document, which is called a marketing action plan. So what I do, I don't give it to a 23-year-old assistant. They actually get me to put their marketing plan together for them, which I think is pretty valuable. And then after they get that, we help them throughout the 12 months execute the things that they believe are doable on that marketing plan. Thank you so much for being on the show, and I'd love to have you back one day. My pleasure. It's been a real treat to talk to someone who um, enjoys a, a bit of fun and a bit of sarcasm. So thanks for, <laughs> for, uh, for being lighthearted. You're welcome, mate. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today? 